This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait. Belief started in the fourth grade. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude. And I had this nagging feeling. A great belief system. I was capable of so much more. An action every single day. In all the pursuits that we have in our lives, I think there's an element of suffering. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision. Never give up on yourself. That's when greatness happens. The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I have the privilege to uh, interview Isabel Price. Isabel, how are you doing? Oh, I am doing great, Brett. It's awesome to be here. Awesome. Well, it's, it is exciting to have you. I've been looking forward to uh, our episode today and uh, just looking forward to the, what I would call the fitness guru, right? The expert on some of this stuff. And so uh, I know our listeners are big into that. So we're going to get, we're going to get started, but just maybe first, if you could, Isabel, just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. What's made you the woman you are today? Oh, wow. Well, we could just talk about that all night, <laughs> right? So I'll just That's give right. the very, I'll just give the summary. Um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a mom. I have two boys. They're seven and nine. Um, and that's a big part of my life, obviously. Right. Um, my husband is great. And uh, that's the family is like, you know, kind of top on the list for me. I am a passionate nutritionist and um, I am just so passionate about nutrition and health because I was on this journey with my mom for many, many years, starting in uh, my teen years. So, uh, Uh, that passion has not faded, right? So I saw my mom kind of struggle with type 2 diabetes and her weight, and I really wanted to help her. And then that kind of turned into what I'm doing now, which is helping as many people as possible with their health, with their weight, uh, type 2 diabetes. And I would say, you know, what's made me the woman that I am now? Well, a mom who was sick that I really wanted to help, and a dad who was an entrepreneur who just had these wonderful habits and this wonderful discipline. So put that together and you've got a passionate nutritionist who has a pretty (laughs) good business on the internet, right? So I'm a combination of all of that. I like it. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, you have these passions, but yet if you don't have the business side, it's, it's hard to do. Right. And so I'm glad to hear that you've taken this, you've learned from your dad, you've learned from your mom, uh, and maybe on both sides, maybe things not to do, right? And I think that's part of learning. So when you think about your business now, I mean, what are some of the uh, struggles? I mean, I think a lot of people want to talk about all the success they have and all the people you're helping, the thousands, I mean, across the world, the people you're impacting. And so when you think about that, what are some of the things you struggle with as a new business owner? And but how did you get through that as well? Um, well, when I think about the struggles 10 years ago, right, because we've been at this you know, business for over 10 years now. Um, and in the beginning, the struggles were really what a lot of people call imposter syndrome, right? So you, you say to yourself, like, well, who am I to be on the internet telling all of these people what they should eat and not eat, right? Who am I that all these people are looking to me for this advice? Now, I went, you know, I did the school, I read the books, I created the program, but I think what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs is that there's that imposter syndrome that, that creeps in. And so that, that was kind of when we first started. Now I would say the struggles are more like staying relevant, right? Because it is a, uh, 
you know, there's a lot of content out there out in the world, right? So how do you shine? How do you stand out? And I can see that that is a struggle for a lot of people. Uh, but I think, I think we're doing a pretty good job of staying relevant and, and standing out. But I know that that's a struggle for a lot of people. Yeah, I would absolutely agree that you are. But and I think the the biggest thing I like to talk about is being a student of the game because you're right. I mean, to create great content, to have, uh, you know, whether you're writing an article, whether it's a podcast, a radio show, whatever it may be, I think we have to stay a student of the game. So for me, it's journaling, it's reading, right? It's exercise. I mean, it's all the stuff that we know. But how do you personally stay a student of the game in the world that you live in today? Uh, well, as far as health goes, right, because there's a couple different categories, right? I'm a student of the game as an entrepreneur, a student of the game as far as my health. Um, I think with every year we live, we get a different opportunity to work on something with our health, right? So the things I'm working on at 42 years old are very different than the things I was working on at 30. And I'm like, sure. and I'm learning every year, right? And it's making me better and better. To be honest, 10 years ago, could I really help the age group that I help the most now, the women in their you know, 40s and 50s? Not really, right? Because I couldn't right. really, really relate. So every, every year, I feel like it's an opportunity to learn something different, something more. Um, and even if when things happen in my own health, in my own life, I see it as an opportunity like, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to overcome it. And then I'm going to use it as a teaching point. So that's that. And then the, I think if sorry to interrupt, but I think if you're yeah. like me, it's like you, you, once you reach 40, right, I'm 41, we'll be 42 this year as well. It's like, you know, people always said, Oh, when you reach 40, it'll start to hit you. I'm like, ah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be different. But now it's like, I play basketball on Sunday nights and Monday morning, I can barely walk. Right. It's like, and I think I'm in pretty decent shape, but things change as we get older, don't they? Yeah. And well, and that's an opportunity for us to educate ourselves even more like, okay, so now what do I have to do to a 42 year old body so I can recover from basketball? That was very different than what I had to do to a 30 year old body or 35 year old body. So, um, so I find every single thing that happens yeah, as an opportunity, you know, I think about when we first started our business, I had had my first son, he's nine years old now. I would say I would wake up, you know, with the baby, then put him down 2 a.m. I'd work for two hours. Then I'd take like a quick nap. Then he'd be up. I'd take care of him. I'd go back to work. If you told me that you were going to pay me $50 million to do right. that right now, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I can't. Like, it just doesn't work that way now. You know, so, you know, every year is an opportunity to learn more. And then as far as staying a student of the game as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I find that I love it so much that I don't necessarily have to make myself do anything like, oh, you should read the book or you should listen to the podcast. I just, I just love it so much. Um, and it's funny that you use the term student of the game. I tell everybody, like, we're all playing a game. All of us are playing a game in our life. You need to ask yourself, which game have I chosen? Do I want to play it? And what are the rules? Right? So internet marketing for me, that's how I market myself on yep. the internet. It's a game. Do I want to play it? The answer is yes. Even though it's a roller coaster ride, right? Like Facebook changes its algorithm. Instagram changes its algorithm. It's a ride. And then what are the rules to this game and that's it and if you don't want to play the game that you're in choose a different game and right. figure out what rules are there 
do you want to be in that game? Because, you know, owning your own business, you know, is a roller coaster ride. So if you need more security, then maybe try something else. But I mean, there there isn't really, really any security in in anything, if you're going to be honest. No. And even, you know, it's a Friday afternoon and, you know, some people are going home and ready to clock out for the weekend. That's not what we're doing. Right? You're going to be no. thinking about it all weekend. Right? Yeah. You're, you're and so, a basketball game. You're going to be thinking about it. Yeah. You know, I shared this with my business partner. We all as entrepreneurs and, um, you know, whatever it is, even if you're not an entrepreneur, you have to find that thing in your life that completely takes you out of work. And it's, that's a challenge. That's really a challenge. Like there must be something that you do in your life where you're not thinking about work. And that's, that's hard for me, but I will tell you this. My husband is a volunteer football coach. When I go to that high school and the game is on on Friday night, for whatever reason, I must be so into it. I'm, my husband's on the field. I'm watching those kids. It, two hours will pass and I'll think to myself, I didn't even think about work once which is kind of nuts because that doesn't happen any other time. I mean, right. listen, I love my boys, but when they're playing baseball and I'm watching it, I'm still kind of thinking about work. Like, <laughs> right. Start to check um, out a little bit. Yeah. Just, just a little. So I always encourage everyone find that thing that's just going to take you out because then when you go back to it, you are just that much better. Like your, your brain is, is more, um, I don't know, just, just, more prepared to be creative. Yeah. So let's stay on that for a second. And I, I talk about with all of our guests is talking about enjoying the journey. So, I mean, how do you truly do slow down though? Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm very engaged with my, I've got four kids and my wife and you know, we're, 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 you know, big family, you know, stuff and all that. And, but, but you do sometimes struggle with enjoying the journey sometimes because you're constantly on that roller coaster. So what do you do to, to enjoy the journey? I do something, Brett, that I'm not sure if a lot of people do this, but I stop several times during the day and I ask myself, if this was the last day that I was on earth, would I be happy with today? And I mean, like what I did, uh, how many times I laughed, whether or not I went outside and uh, went for a walk with my kids. I ask myself that question a lot. And, you know, it really started about three years ago when my mom, who really sparked this passion for me for nutrition, she passed away. And when I tell you, um, and, and, you know, it was one of those situations where we were with her. She knew, you know, this was probably going to be the, the last few days. But the look of just complete, like, fulfillment in her face mm. was like, I'm good. I'm good. It was like this zero regret look that I, oh, I won't awesome. get regret. And it was such a blessing to me because I was like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And, you know, she didn't have a huge business. You know, she wasn't an entrepreneur. Right. Um, you know, but she knew that she did. She did great. Right. There were her daughters. There was her husband. She was involved with her grandchildren. And I'm telling you, Brett, that just changed me so much. So now I just check myself a couple times a day. And, you know, today I had a pretty loaded day. I wrote a lot of content. Um, you know, I did a lot of videos. I did a Facebook Live. I did some filming. And I thought to myself, like, is there anything else you would have want, wanted to do today that you didn't? And I'm like, no, I love this. Like, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. 
Um, there was just one thing that I would have liked to do today that I didn't get to do. And that's, you know, to go on a bike ride with the kids. So I promised myself tomorrow, you guys are going on the bike ride, but I think this journey is short. Um, you know, we hear it all the time, so I don't want to use cliches. I really don't. It's true. But, but the journey is short. Oh man. Just don't be miserable while you're doing it. Just don't. I like it. I like it. Let's talk about goal planning. I think that's obviously huge with what you do. It's huge what we do running visionary wealth advisors and for our clients. And, uh, but what's your process when you think about a goal? Are you a big picture work back? Are you a dreamer? I mean, how's that work for you? Uh, I'm big picture work back. Um, and I keep the goals to like three tops because what I used to do was, and then I have a goal for this and then for this, then for this. No, I look for, you know, keystone habits, keystone goals, right? Because if you have a goal of, I really want to sort of revolutionize the health and wellness industry inside the Christian community. That's what I want to do. Dave Ramsey did it for finance. Um, You know, I think, yeah, I'm doing it for health, right? I mean, he really did. He was like, listen, you know, listen, my brothers and sisters, like you guys, (laughs) have to get your finances together. And that is my goal, right? So I have this big picture goal. Now, in order to do that, because I'm not getting any younger, I need to take care of my health. I need to sleep. I need to eat uh, a certain way. So that big dream, you know, helps me to create the smaller goals, right? Then I have my husband and I together have goals for the kids, right? Certain educational goals, um, goals in how, you know, they act and their manners and things like that. So then that just automatically makes me have to be a certain way, right? I mean, if I want them to have manners and be a certain way, then I have to be that way. If I want them to be readers, I want them to come downstairs and see their mom reading. So. We, I usually keep it to about three um, big goals and then everything sort of, you know, goes up to those. This is Brett Gilliland with Circuit of Success. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. I'm Brett Gilliland, your host. Let's dive back into this week's guest. So what, what are the top five things you think we need to be doing? So if you're going to be the person that's going to just change the entire uh, health industry with the Christian uh, organizations that are obviously all over the country, uh, what do we need to be doing? Obviously, you're going to say we got to eat right, we got to exercise, but let's really dive into what exactly we need to be doing to be at peak performance, peak energy, uh, helps with our happiness. What are those things? Yeah. So because I'm a nutritionist, people think that the first thing that I'm going to say is what you're eating, but it's not. It's your sleep. If you are not paying attention to your sleep, then nothing else is going to help. You can be eating the best nutrition plan, the best food. You can be exercising, but if you are not sleeping, especially into your 40s, 50s, and 60s, the whole thing is just going to fall apart. So that would be first and foremost. I just happen to have this right here next to me. Isn't that, you yeah. know, that guy. Listen, I mean that I give that book to so many people because I saw it with myself. I was doing everything right and not sleeping until Sean really helped me to get that together. The author of that book. Yeah. And it's made such a difference. So I think that, uh, 
That is first and foremost. And then we go into nutrition. But with nutrition, I would say to people, I really strongly believe that with the cancer epidemic that we're seeing now, and I would literally call it an epidemic. I mean, I think the last statistic I heard was one in two men are diagnosed with cancer now, which is just absolutely scary. And I heard uh, the, the guy, his name is Chris, but I can't remember his last name. He wrote the book, Crispy Cancer. If you're familiar okay. with him, I, uh, I can't remember his last name, but if you look it up, you'll see, he said, I truly believe with that statistic, one in every two men are getting cancer, that if you're not proactively working to prevent cancer, then chances are you're probably going to get it. And when he said that, I mean, my heart just jumps, you know, just kind of fell into my stomach because I thought you are so right. And I think everyone needs to think, I don't like to use the word anti-cancer because then we're still focusing on cancer, Um, but really um, not to be so acidic, but to be more alkaline, right? So I don't want to go into like a, a deep, deep, you know, nutrition lecture here, but really like if you're not following an alkaline type diet, fruits, vegetables, not so heavy on, you know, tons and tons of beef, tons of bacon, tons of cheese. All of those things have their place in your nutrition plan. But I think it's Tony Robbins that said, like, it needs to literally be like 70 to 75% alkalizing. Wow. So I, mean, I don't want to sound like your mother or your grandmother and tell no, you. But tell us bit. about that. So sorry to interrupt, but the, the people like me that don't necessarily know what the difference is between the two, could you give a little bit more on what an alkaline diet is? Yeah, so uh, basically your body and your blood can be very, very acidic or it can be alkaline or kind of somewhere in between that. And I think a lot of people are eating foods that are making their body more acidic, which is most of the protein foods, um, which protein is great. So I'm not saying not to have it, right? So we're talking about processed foods, fried foods, sugar, Um, of course, sodas, things like that. But even things like beef, bacon, cheese, uh, all of those things go into the acidic category, right? But then alkaline would be all of the fruits and veggies, um, you know, the green drinks, the green smoothies, those things are alkalizing. And we really want to focus more on those foods and make that about 70 to even 80%. Uh, I think it was Dr. Mark Hyman who termed, who used the term pegan, pegan, I, I don't know. He has a term for it and he calls it paleo vegan where he's like, your meal should not revolve around the steak. It should revolve around the vegetables then, and then you have steak with it. Right. So then people ask me like, you know, are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? No, not at all. I think meat is great. I think chicken is great, but 70 to 80% needs to be veggies, the fruit, the green stuff, the green stuff. I like it. I like it. Uh, do you do much juicing? Uh, I do some, um, yeah, maybe like once or twice a week, but juicing is, juicing is great. Uh, so look, if you don't really like your veggies then you can juice, so, all right. Okay, so you asked me five things. Wow. Yeah, so that's, you got uh, sleep. You got uh, your alkaline diet. Yep. Okay. And it doesn't have to be five. I'm just throwing a number out there. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know, I think it's great. It's a great question because you want to give people focus. 
Um, but I don't want it to be overwhelming. So if someone's listening to this and they're just starting out, I would say just start with the sleep, just start there. Right. And then they're like, okay, my, you know, I've gotten that down. Where do I go from here? Okay. Now I'm going to try and eat some more green stuff. Right. And get that into my eating plan. And then next is the water. You know, the thing is, is drinking enough water. So we hear the same stuff over and over again. I said this to my husband the other day day he's like oh I feel like that guy we were listening to a podcast I don't know that guy's saying the same stuff over and over again here's the thing if you hear the same stuff over and over again and you're still not doing it then you still don't know it right so are you drinking enough water during the day when I ask people that question they you know what they always say oh I know I should be drinking more water they always say the same yeah and I'm like I know you know but you know you're not not doing it yeah it's so, the execution uh, of the little things, right? I mean, the littlest things, they sound so easy, but they're not. It's yeah. the execution of those things. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, is, and then the, the last one really is more movement during the day. So I'm not talking about exercise. I would almost rather people not get in a formal workout and just move more during the day. Um Get yourself a rebounder, a mini trampoline, put it in your office, get up, do squats, do a couple push-ups right there in your office. I truly believe people would be better off if they just went for short walks, did a couple push-ups, did a couple squats during the day, and did that all day long, as opposed to, I went to the gym, I did the spin class, and then I went to my office and I sat there for eight to 10 hours. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when people say to me, like, I don't really have time to work out or, or I don't have time to get up and take walks, I'll say to them, then skip whatever your formal workout is. Like, I literally would rather you wake up, get to the office an hour early and then take these like mini breaks and move all day long. And they always feel better. I like it. You can see over here about 10 feet across from me is my Peloton in my office. That has been a game changer to have that in the actual office because you can do all, I got, you know, dumbbells and different things in my office, but it is, I mean, I'm finding in the last three months, just even my energy levels are higher and you know, I'm always moving and doing stuff, but that thing has been a game changer for me to be able to do during the day. Oh, well, that's great. That's good to know. Um, Cause I've been kind of, thinking about maybe getting one. So that's good to it's hear. It's phenomenal. I'm not even paid by Peloton, but I'm like, I'm telling you, you need to get one. You need to get one. It's awesome. It really is. So um, what risk are you happy you took? I mean, I'm assuming there's been some risks throughout your life, but uh, what are some of the risks that you're happy you took? Just starting this business. So basically I had a personal training studio that was making a, a, a decent amount of money. I had hired trainers and I was running this business and I had written a manual, a nutrition manual for my clients. So I had this nutrition manual and I thought to myself, I can make this into a book and I could sell it. And I found a bunch of guys that were doing it online. Well, to do all of that, not only was it going to take my time, um, but it was going to take money right? Because you have to pay for some advertising and get a website made and do all of that. So what my husband and I did, and actually he was my boyfriend for half of it, right? And then, you know, we got married shortly after is I sold the personal training business, um, really let it go, didn't, didn't make very much money from it. You know, if anything, just took like a huge loss there, but had so much faith that this would work. Well, I'll tell you the first two years were, were brutal, Um, and brutal in the sense that, you know, we were depending on my husband's income, but in order to really pay the bills every month, he had to sell stuff on eBay, literally stuff he loved. He had like collector trains. He sold those on eBay, like 
anything that was not nailed down was getting sold on eBay. And about a year into it, because we weren't making any money and any money we were making was going right back into the business. I really wanted to give up because I was like, this is so scary. Like I'm literally seeing things being sold from our home. And my husband just said, we're in too deep. Like we are in too deep. We actually have to, you know, like if you were in a tunnel, we were more than halfway through the sun is shining through now. Um, <laughs> why, why it just got so bright in here. Um, we were past the middle of the tunnel and he said, we just have to keep going. Like we just absolutely have to keep going. Uh, I, I had a business partner at the time, which is still my business partner now, uh, which is, I, I think is kind of rare. We've been in uh, this business partnership for almost 11 years and it's been phenomenal. It's just been absolutely awesome. great. And he had this wonderful consulting job, which he quit and had money saved up to buy a house. Well, no, instead of buying a house with the money, he lived off of it so that we could build up this business. So here my husband is selling a ton of stuff. My business partner is just living off this money he saved. He ends up running out of money, right? And we're not even making money yet. So now my husband's selling stuff to support us. And now we're trying to figure out like how my business partner is gonna pay his rent. So it was a huge, that all of that was a huge risk all of it. Um, and I'm really, really, really glad I kept going. Cause it was a couple times where, uh, I really just, I really just wanted to say enough, like enough is enough. Right. I love that story. And I appreciate you being transparent and sharing that because a lot of people, which I want to talk about next is transparency and vulnerability is a lot of people are not going to be that vulnerable to talk about their weaknesses. Now, good news is you survived it. You're thriving. Things yeah. are happening, but a lot of people aren't going to share that. And I think that's what I want to talk about now is how important in your business, but also in relationships, in your health is transparency and vulnerability. Well, I'm really glad that I learned this lesson the hard way because in the beginnings of our business, when I was doing video and when I would do podcasts like this, I basically just presented myself as whatever I thought people wanted to see. Like I'm super healthy and this business is doing great. And look at my husband, he's also perfect. And you know, everything is perfect. And you know what? People really, you know, they kind of loved it, but then after a while they just get tired of that. Cause they're like, right. are you real? Are you real? Like, are you really real? Right. Um, and then when I really started sharing all the struggles, right. Um, then that's when our following grew even more. And now with the new program, so our first program that did really phenomenally well on the internet was beyond diet. I mean, I think we figured out we've sold over 2 million programs like all over the world, which wow. is just, just more than I could just ever imagine. Um, but now with the new program, new life promise, which is the, the Christian focus program that, uh, that we've got out now, it is 100% vulnerability. I mean, that program is like, here were my struggles. This is where I failed. Uh, and I can see it. People are like, wow, I, I read your story in the manual and it felt like it was my story. And I think people are getting that now, Brett. I see people really putting themselves out there and being honest. Um, and I just, and I love that. I think it's great. Yeah, that's huge. Two million. That's a big deal. Did you ever dream that would happen? No, never, never. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I knew we could make enough money so that my husband wasn't going to have to keep selling our stuff on eBay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so, you know, that was good. 
And then after that, I was pretty confident that we were going to be able to make enough money so that he didn't have to go to his, you know, nine to five anymore. He was working in corporate America. We had had our first. He was gone 12 hours a day, really just hustling. Wow. Um, so I knew we were going to have the opportunity for him not to have to do that anymore. But to well, where now? Oh, he does all the wonderful things he loves. He is a uh, volunteer football coach. Um, he plays the drums in a praise and worship band. He teaches a Bible study class for the high school students over at the high school. And he is probably the best dad I have ever, ever experienced in my whole life. So that's, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe we yeah, should have him on here to talk to all the dads, right? And we're, we're all messing up. <laughs> well, well, you know, I think if you were to have him on, I would say it would be how to be a phenomenal spouse when you are married to a type A crazy entrepreneur. That would be, <laughs> that, yeah. that would be it. You know what? Um, that's, that's a tough spot. It really is. Like when yeah. you are just married to what I call myself, which is crazy pants sometimes, right? I mean, yeah. I get up at, get up before five, I hustle all day. I always have, you know, something else in the mix. I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. Um, it takes a special kind of someone to be married to a crazy entrepreneur. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to share something with you on my phone. My wife and I were just having this discussion today and it says, I'll read it to you. She sent me this text because this is so true. This is how I feel about my wife and this is how you feel about your husband. So uh, it says, most women want a man who's already successful, but a strong woman will be part of his struggle, survive it, succeed together and build an empire. Mm, I love that. Isn't that awesome? I just, so, I absolutely I like, love it. Um, yeah. Because when I tell my story um, and I've spoken a couple times and I tell the story about you know, Stuart selling his like prized possessions, like on right. eBay, and, you know, for me to do this, uh, and a lot of people told me I was crazy, you know, but you know, he didn't, maybe he thought I was crazy and he just went along with it. But right. <laughs> when I tell that story on stage, I always say, you know, ladies, like marry someone who will sell their trains for you. Um, because that's, you know, uh, that's how it's been just that ongoing support, uh, which has yep. been great. Yep. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And the support system, I think is huge for, you know, for our listeners. I mean, you gotta have a support system at home. I know when we started visionary, uh, my wife was eight months pregnant with our fourth child and we had just built a new home and it's like, you know, is the timing right? And I said, Nope. No. <laughs> Terrible. I'm like, this is the worst time ever to do something like this. But yeah. if you believe in yourself, right, you have a support system, you do the right things for people, it's going to work out, right? Yeah, it is. And I just, I'm not a, I'm not a marriage expert by any means, right? I'm, I'm just in it just like you are. And, you know, like most people listening, but I think what happens is a lot of people, the first thing they'll think of is, well, my wife is not supportive or my husband is not supportive. So the first thing that they may go to is that that's a relationship they need to leave. I don't believe that. I think the problem is, is that maybe they don't understand how you're thinking and you don't understand their thinking. So I just encourage couples to do that first before they go right to, I'm with the wrong person no you might not be with the wrong person you're probably not it's just that you need to really ask them like so what are your fears right now like are your fears that we're not going to make enough money is your fear that i'm going to work 
you know, 20 hours out of the 24 hours in a day. Like, so once you really know what it is that they're fearful of, then you guys can work through it together. And you can also understand each other better. So I just, I just like to share that a lot because I see a lot of women who say to me like, oh, well, my, my husband's not like that. Um, and the, the last option I want is for you to leave, leave. Like I, I want there to, you know, I want you to do just absolutely everything possible. And I think right. sometimes it's just, it's just an understanding. This is Brett Gilliland with Circuit of Success. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. I'm Brett Gilliland, and your host. Let's dive back into this week's guest. So one of my favorite questions to talk about is, is fear. My topics is to talk about is fear. And, uh, you know, I think obviously we're both faithful people. So um, we have that that helps us with fear. But they're still there, yeah. I think, on the business side, right? When you're on that roller coaster you talked about. But how many of the fears you put in your mind, Isabel, actually blew up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? None. Zero. And here's yeah. what I'm so glad about. Not every podcast is on video like this one is now. Is I think everybody thinks I'm lying when I'm like, well, you should see them. They all laugh and like, no. And when that's exactly what you did, none. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, I also tell this story from the stage where when my, uh, my second was born, right, my first was not even two years old, and then I had a newborn. The business was just kind of exploding because that's what it did. It went from like nothing to complete explosion, right? And that's kind of hard to have, you know, hard to handle, especially right. when you have two little ones running around. Well, we were here um, at our lake house and I walked out to the end of the dock and I got on my knees and I prayed and I said, Lord, I, I want to be done. Like, I feel like you, you told me to put this program out into the world. I told my mom's story. I've helped a lot of people, um, you know, am I done? And I, I heard this like audible voice, which of course was God and said, not even close. Like not even close. I mean, and I was like, I was like angry, you know, I'm like, <laughs> You're like, wait, what are you crazy? You know, but then like what happened over the course of the next several years was just bonkers. Right. Because it was just the program continued to explode. And you know what? And now we have this other program. Um, and yeah, none of those fears uh, came to pass. But I think what also helps me is, of course, being very faithful. And I'm just, you know, God has a plan for me. I'm very aligned with it. Um, I'm really okay with the worst case scenario. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what if the internet just explodes tomorrow? Like, you know, what are we going to, I'm really okay with the worst case scenario and preparing for the worst case scenario. Right. So I know a lot of people that listen to this are very, um, very smart when it comes to their finances. Like how about prepare for the worst case scenario? Like you can take risks. Um, but you know, you want to be smart. I'm really okay with the, you know, me, my husband, my two boys, my dad have to move into a tiny house, sell all our stuff. You <laughs> to you have to be okay with the worst case scenario you're like hey i've done it on ebay before i can well if the internet explodes so you want to be able to sell it on ebay so you won't have that opportunity sorry i'll have a garage sale like you've never that's right exactly uh that is awesome so uh what would you tell yourself if you could look back and and talk to the the 25 and the 35 year old isabel what would you say what would you tell her 
Oh, um, you know what? To enjoy the journey more, kind of back to what we were talking about before. You know, my type A, very driven personality has been wonderful and has gotten me this far, and I truly, truly appreciate it. But at the same time, I think I missed out on a lot of wonderful moments, a lot of fun times with when my kids were smaller. Um, I hate that I'm one of those people that had to have a life-changing event happen for me to gain perspective. Yeah. I wish I was one of those people. Have you ever met those? They haven't had anything happen in their life and they have wonderful perspective. It's not many. It's right. not many. No, you're um, right. Most most of us have had to have that moment. And for me, it was my mom's passing, which unfortunately is the case for a lot of people, right? Someone in their life passes away or they have a heart attack. They have a near death experience. Um, you know, they, they lose uh, a precious person in their life, like a child, right? It, ha it has to be that moment. And then they gain perspective. Unfortunately, I fall into that group. Um, <laughs> yep. And uh, I wish I could just tell my 30 year old self, even like, it's going to be okay. Like you can, you can smile more, like you're going to be okay. Yeah. I think that's perfect too. You're going to be okay because you're right. We get so wound up. And for me, I've dealt with nerves and anxiousness, you know, most of my, well, really my whole life. And, and until the last few years when I've started to share it with people and be vulnerable and you don't realize how many people also deal with it. But yeah. again, back to the transparency and vulnerability, sharing that stuff for me has helped me uh, tremendously get through a lot of this stuff and a lot of those fears. So, um, so what's your moonshot? And what I mean by that is, you know, you think about, uh, John F. Kennedy, right? He talked about, we're going to, we're going to put a man in outer space. We're going to put a man uh, on the moon and people kind of looked at him like, like, are you crazy? And then nine years later, like it happened right now, he didn't get to yeah. see it, but he started that. Right. So what's your moonshot when you think about that? Um, What's going well, to think? Like, what is she thinking right now? Like, what is that? You know, I don't know if this is thinking big enough, so I might need an opportunity to think bigger. But when I think about this new program, New Life Promise that we have, my moonshot is that it is in every single church everywhere. Not in the U.S., right? Not just in a particular Love state. It. Just everywhere. Um, and I know that, again, that's what Dave Ramsey wants to do, right? Like he wants his yeah. program. I want it. I want it in schools. I want it in churches. I want when people hear like health, you know, in a church, they're like, oh, New Life Promise. Yeah, we have that at, at our church. I just, I really want it to be like a household name in the Christian community. And Talk to us about that. What is New Life Promise? So the program focuses on healthy eating, yes, um, but I think it gives Christians specifically a different perspective as far as taking care of their bodies. Now, this body that we have, it's truly a gift. And when we shift our thinking to taking care of a gift, right? Brett, if I gave you a gift, you'd be like, oh, thank you for this gift. I'm going to take care of it right? You would take care of it. And I think that when people look at their bodies literally as a gift, you're going to take care of it totally different, differently. And I think right now, taking care of ourselves, like eating healthy, exercising, still seems like a burden in the way people have a conversation about it. Oh, I know. I should go to the gym. Right. I know. Drink the water. It's still like a burden type conversation. And that's the shift that I am working towards in people. Um, and I see it inside the New Life Promise community where these women will say, 
I've never thought about it this way. Like it went from being such a daunting experience to now being like, I get to take care of myself. Like, look at me, I'm a beautiful gift. And a lot of people don't think that way. Um, right. so th that's, that's the focus of the program. Now, is the food all that different? Um, no, right? Healthy food is healthy food. Like I haven't, I haven't revolutionized the apple, right? <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's just the perspective that makes, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So talk to us about that. I mean, just briefly, but you, you said the apple, right? And you hear it's one of the 13, whatever they call it, the 13 unhealthy foods or something, even though it's a fruit, but organic, not organic. What's your play? Uh, I say organic even more now than I ever did before, because unfortunately, um, the amount of pesticides and fungicides that are being sprayed is more than ever before. So when I wrote my first program 13 years ago, uh, I would say, yes, you definitely want to purchase organic. Uh, and my stance has not changed because 13 years ago, it was actually safer to eat the apple than, right. than it is now. It's really unfortunate. I wish it wasn't like that. I totally understand people's, um, you know, challenge with it being a little bit more expensive. Uh, and I just tell them it, it truly is worth it. It really is. It's awesome. Um, talk about your favorite book, obviously, besides your own books. Uh, what would you say is the favorite book that you'd recommend to our listeners? So number one for me is the Bible, right? But I figure that was a given. So the other one is um, the science of success by Wallace Waddles. Um, it is, was written a long, long time ago. I should probably know what year it was written. Um, but it's a, it's a success book that a lot of people have not heard about. Um, and it's one of the oldest. Uh, well, actually, I'm saying it's one of the oldest. I don't really know that for sure. But yeah. I read it once or twice a year, every year. And I have been doing that for the past six or seven years. And it's funny because yeah. I recommend it to people. Um, and I believe that success is defined by us, right? So somebody might come to my home and actually be like, wow, you're so successful. Or someone else might come to my home and be like, really? Is this how you guys live? Do you know what I mean? It's, right, it's right. whatever your definition of success is, right? Like I live on a lake on 40 acres. I have an organic farm and I live in the middle of nowhere, right? So that's my definition of success, right? Yep. So uh, it's funny when I give people that book or I suggest it to them, uh, they'll always ask me, well, did it work? And I'm like, I think so. You know, <laughs> like, I just, I think it worked. Yeah. Like I'm like, I, you know, I think so. Um, so uh, I think he has the series, the science of success. Um, but then he has the science of getting rich. Uh, one of those. So now, now I absolutely want to, um, look it up, but you know, everyone can, can look it up. Yeah. We'll Google it. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Uh, but it's one of those that a lot of people haven't, haven't heard about. Um, yeah, I've not heard of that. It's, uh, really? I've got the old think and grow rich, you know, those old books and those are uh, classics, but I've not heard of that one. So I'm going to put that on the short list here to read. Yeah. It's the science of getting rich the science of being great, the science of being well. Um, so I would say to start with the science of getting rich. Okay. Got it. And then, uh, what's your app? If I stole that phone, you just picked up right there and you said there's one app besides email. Cause that's not as fun. 
what's the one app you won't let me delete? Oh, what a phenomenal question. <laughs> I know the app that goes with my aura ring. So do you know what the aura ring is? It I tracks don't. Your okay. So I only wear it at night. So I actually don't have it on. Um, but you can Was Google that as well. Time? Yes. And it tracks my sleep. And I'm like, I'm so addicted to it. It's, if you took it away from me, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably. And it's or, o, like O-R, O. O-U-R-A. O-U-R-A ring. All right. Might have to get me a new aura ring. Or not a new one, just I get one. Yeah, it's, it's addictive, especially since I'm just so addicted to tracking my sleep and, you know, figuring out like how well I slept. And uh, that's the only one. The other ones. I'd be okay without them. I might twitch a little bit when you deleted the YouTube one because I really like <laughs> right. I really like to watch podcasts and that kind of thing, yeah. uh, but not as much as the Aura Ring. That's awesome. So I'm gonna have to get me one of those. So what's that? It tells me like my deep sleep. I mean, all the type of sleep I need to monitor. That's what it tells me. Yeah, REM sleep. Uh, how many times you woke up? Uh, your uh, resting heart rate. Your heart rate variability. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to be just crazy about it. It's the, the best tracker, I think for sleep, not necessarily the best tracker for activity, but the best tracker for sleep. I like it. I like it. So where can our listeners find more of you? And and, uh, we want to plug the new life promise again. So if I'm somebody listening to this right now and I'm, uh, you know, influential in my church or whatever it may be, how do I get more of new life promise? How do I get it to my church or what can I do to be involved in it? Yeah, so you just go to my site, which is isabeldprice.com, and all the information on the program is there. We've had many, uh, like, directors of women's ministry have a group of women by the program, and they all do it as a Bible study together and support each other, so I love hearing that. Um, Everything is on the site, isabeldprice.com. And then same thing with Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram handle is isabeldprice, and on Facebook you'll find me – Isabel D. Price. So everything is there. Awesome. We will send people your way. I'm going to have to look at it for the visionary uh, wealth advisor Bible study that we have. So that'd be good. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. So, well, awesome. Isabel, it's been great having you and uh, man, a wealth of knowledge. I could probably have you on the show again and really dive into more of this stuff, but thank you for being on the show and thank you for being on the circuit of success. Oh, you're welcome, Brett. This has been great. Thanks for listening to The Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland, and each and every single week, we're going to bring you a great guest, whether that's a a business leader, a professional sports star, an author, whatever it is, we're going to bring you as much as we possibly can to help you live your best life. And so we look forward to bringing that to you every single week. If you want more on our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors, check us out online at visionarywealthadvisors.com. You can also find the show's website at circuitofsuccess.com. We'll be back next week with another great guest on the Circuit of Success. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 